Let's open up with a, the psalm for today. It's Psalm 149. Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. His praise in the assembly of his faithful people. Let Israel rejoice in their maker. Let the people of Zion be glad in their king. Let them praise his name with dancing and make music to him with timbrel and harp. For the Lord takes delight in his people. He crowns the humble with victory. Let his faithful people rejoice in this honor and sing for joy on their beds. May the praise of God be in their mouths and a double-edged sword in their hands to inflict vengeance on the nations and punishments on the peoples, to bind their kings with fetters, their nobles and shackles of iron, to carry out the sentence written against them. This is the glory of all his faithful people. Praise the Lord. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. Lord, Father, all-powerful and ever-living God, I thank you for even though I am a sinner, in the kindness of your mercy, you have fed me with the precious body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. I pray that this Holy Communion may not bring me condemnation and punishment, but forgiveness and salvation. May it be a helmet of faith and a shield of goodwill. May it purify me from evil ways and put an end to my evil passions. May it bring me charity and patience, humility and obedience, and growth and power to do good. May it be my strong defense against all my enemies, visible and invisible, and the perfect calming of all my evil impulses, bodily and spiritual. May, you, may it unite me more closely to you, the one true God, and lead me safely through death to everlasting happiness with you. Lead me, a sinner, to the banquet, where you, with your Son and Holy Spirit, there is true and perfect light, total fulfillment and everlasting joy, gladness without end, and perfect happiness for your saints. Grant this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, here we are, Lord, your people, your church, meeting together in your presence. We welcome each other, and we welcome you. Make yourself known to us in new ways through our worship, our prayers, and our understanding of your word today. For this is your day. We shall praise you. This is your day. We shall declare your name. This is your day. We shall worship a risen Savior and our King. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Happy Sunday, everybody. One of the readings that we have for today is recorded in the book of Romans, where it talks about love fulfilling the law. Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. For whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. The commandment, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and whatever other commands there may have been, 
are summed up in this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. And do this, understanding the present time. The hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber because our salvation is nearer now than when we had first believed. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual immortality and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy, Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. Love heals a lot of things. Love is great and wonderful. Love is the power of everything that is around us. Because, you see, God is love. And when you have God as your neighbor, God as your inside of your, your being, God with us, love is fantastic. When Archbishop Dimon Tutu of South Africa was a young boy, he had a life-changing experience because he, of a display of God's love flowing through another person. You see, in South Africa... At that time, if a black person and a white person were walking down a path, the black person was expected to get off the path and follow the white person and allow the white person to pass by. And as they were passing by, the black person was supposed to nod their head as a gesture of respect. Well, one day, Tutu and his mother were walking down the street when they noticed a tall white man dressed in a black suit walking toward them. Before he and his mother could step off the sidewalk, this man stepped off and allowed Tutu and his mother to pass by. As they passed by, the man tipped his hat in a gesture of respect to Tutu's mother. Tutu was shocked and asked his mother, why did the white man do that? His mother explained that the white man was an Angelican priest. That he was a man of God. And that's why he did it. That's why he had done it. Tutu would later say, I decided there and then that I wanted to be an Angelican priest too. And what is more, I wanted to be a man of God. If a follower of Christ had not shown young Tutu the love of God, would all that Bishop Tutu had accomplished through his ministry ever have happened? You see, love is powerful. Love is will change our lives. Love transforms us. Love saves us. And like I said, God is love. We're going to take communion a little bit later this morning. And that shows us the love of God that his body and his blood that was shed for us is a sign of true love, a sign of forgiveness. We live in a nation, and I just hate to say it, you know, we, we live in a nation where there seems to be so much rioting going on 
stuff going on in New York again. And it's just like, people, wake up. Where is the love? We need love, God's love, more than ever at this time in our lives because we are being devastated by this COVID-19 virus that is taking the world by its grip. And nobody is listening. Churches are struggling trying to reach out to people because people no longer want to associate. I'm so thankful that we have this ability here to come here and worship together as a corporate. Even though it's outside, even though it's separated, we're we're worshiping united. Everybody outside, everybody together to show the love. And it's like, you know, I see these football games and these volleyball matches, you know, after the game, you know, they used to shake hands. Well, now they just kind of stand across the field and they wave to everybody. And that's kind of what we do here. We wave to our friends and our neighbors that we don't get to see, but maybe once a week. And we wave to them and, and a sign of friendship, a sign of love, a, a gift that is very much precious to us. We talk about forgiveness. And we have to be forgiving no matter how much somebody may have hurt us. You know, there are people in our lives that have hurt us tremendously. How do we act towards them? Do we pray in the Lord's Prayer, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. We say the prayer, but do we really mean the words? Do we forgive others because they have sinned against us or have done bad things against us? Do we, or do we kind of shun away from them? You know, this election, uh, this election year is probably no different than any other election year where we have two candidates who are just trying to bash each other down trying to just see who can bash the worst. And that's so unfortunate because we're supposed to be a Christian nation. We're supposed to be a loving nation. We're supposed to love one another. But all that's happening is that you got one force here, one force here, bashing against each other. They are not showing the true love of God. We have to be better than them. We have to stand up and say, I'm not going to go to their levels. I'm not going to display the level that they are showing to everybody else in the world, what they're doing on TV, what they're doing in their rallies and so forth. No, because see, our love comes from God. It's genuine and it is, it is great. And that's why we need God's love. In Matthew eleven twenty five, 25, it says, And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, Forgive them, so that your Father in heaven may forgive you of your sins. Hmm. Talking about we need to forgive others. For God will forgive us. You see, if we hold a grudge against somebody else, it's not a good thing. It's like the black cloud, you know, you see in the Peanuts cartoon, whatever, it kind of hangs over your head all the time. You might not realize it, but there's a black cloud there. And you want the sun to come through. 
All you got to do is forgive. Not hold grudges. And the cloud will go away. And you're going to feel so much better about yourself. Because you see, one of the things we're supposed to do is love ourselves. And if we don't love ourselves, how can we love anybody else? How can we love God? And you know, as I was growing up, I had a little bit of a problem with that verse. It says, you are to love yourself. And I'm thinking, love yourself? It seems kind of odd. It seems kind of awkward. But that's what it comes down to. It comes down to loving ourselves because you see, we are all created, breathed in by God. That means that we are all part of the God family. And if we cannot love ourselves, we cannot share the love with anybody else. And some will say, well, I love God, but I don't love myself. You can't do that. It just simply doesn't work that way. You have to love yourself so that you can love God. So the love can come flowing out of you. And if you love yourself, you love God, you love your fellow beings, those your fellow friends and family, those around you. Love is the strength and, and the, that's where everything comes from. Christian love. The song is, let's see, they'll know we are Christians by our love. By our love. It comes from our heart. That's where the love comes from. After all, in Ephesians 4.32, it says, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ God forgave you. God forgave us all of our sins. You know, kind of like I have in the front of the, the bulletin, sins are like a credit card. Enjoy now and pay later. You can have, everybody's got a credit card. And I'm talking about the, the life credit card where we can sin as much as we want and we're going to pay later. But see, the problem is, that's where I talk about, you always have to be prepared for God. Because if your life is taken from you at this moment, and you have not asked God for forgiveness, you're going to be, you're going to be paying later. You will be paying. God is, is so awesome. So we want that card. And what, what Jesus has done, he has taken this credit card, this life card of sin that we have accumulated. I mean, we're in over our heads in debt, in sin debt. And Jesus came along. He took a scissors and he ripped it up. He says, I have ripped up your debt card. You no longer have any sin. I have forgiven you. Now live a life of love. Live a life of gratitude. But what happens sometimes is that we'll go out and get another card. Then we start the process all over again. We'll sin again and we'll keep on sinning. And Jesus just has to keep on coming along and ripping up the card and says, No, I have forgiven you. And I expect you to do the same 
others around you. Quit getting these cards. <laughs> I don't want you getting these cards. I want you to live the good life. I want you to live the life of Jesus Christ. Live the life of God. Live the life of love. Get rid of the trash that's in our lives. Forgiveness and love are so important. We must have them. Huh. Hold on a second. I got to get a new one. See, what did I say? You get a new card. The last verse that we have in here is from Colossians 2, 13 and 14. When you were dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. There again, he canceled the debt. He got rid of it for us. When we take communion, it's important for us to think about the love of God, the forgiveness that we have, and also for those who we forgive as well, and for those who we love as well. Now, I know that we're thinking, well, I love everybody. Well, maybe not. Maybe, you know, that one guy has been so annoying to me. Or maybe that one guy, every time I see him, he just, he just really rubs me the wrong way. I can't stand him. Well, maybe it's time to take that attitude of saying, I can't stand that guy. And think about, okay, you know, we live in a country where we are privileged to say whatever it is we want. Unfortunately, some of it's good, some of it's bad. But maybe think of a positive way of when you see him next time, say something nice to him. And he may say something bad to you back, but what you need to do is say, stop, it's not going to bother me. I still love him. He is still a child of God. He's still a member of the family. Whether we like it or not, he still is part of our family. And we're still going to continue to love him. I'm still going to say hi to him every day. I'm going to forgive him. Even though he bashes me, he doesn't like me. You know what? It's not for me to decide. I'm still going to love him. I'll let God take care of him at the end of time. God will take care of him. I'm not going to worry about what's going to happen to him. That's not my problem. That's his. And I'm going to just keep on forgiving him. And I'm going to keep on saying hi to him. And I'm going to keep out reaching out to him. And maybe someday, because of your loving kindness, something might trip into him and he might suddenly change. You don't know. It can happen. It does happen. Look at the love that was shown to Tutu and his mother as they're walking down the road. They're supposed to get off the road, but the white person instead, he went off the road himself because he showed the love. 
And that's the way it is with us. We need to show the love of God in our lives. God is great. God is wonderful. God is forgiving. And so we should be as well. We need to meditate upon God and His love and His forgiveness for us. We need to ask God for forgiveness. We need to ask God for His mercy. Thank God that He sent Jesus Christ into the world for us. Thank you, Jesus, for everything you have done for us. You're so great. You are so wonderful. Teach us to be humble. You know, until we're humble, until we can be humble in our lives, it's going to be tough to love others. And sometimes that's when we need to, when we're meeting somebody down the path, give them the right of way. Give them the way to come on down the path. Let them go. We don't always have to take the road Allow them maybe sometimes to take the road. Hey, that's a good thing. Makes you feel good. You know, it's kind of like when if you're out and you're volunteering at a, at a food pantry. And you're volunteering and uh, you, when you kind of go there, it's just like, oh, it's kind of a dreary or drag. You know, you're kind of not looking forward to it. But you know, when you're volunteering there and you're doing work Know, for the community, when you leave there, you're not going to say, boy, what a waste of time. Why did I do that? You're going to leave there refreshed. You're going to leave there with a smile on your face. You're going to leave there saying, you know what? It was a great day. I was able to help people who needed help. That gives you a great feeling inside. Because, you see, that's what God wants of us. He wants us to feel great. He wants us to feel love. He wants us to love everybody and spread the word, spread the gospel, spread the good news that, yes, he has ripped up our cards, our sin of deadness that we have. And, yes, we might take out another card again because that's, that's actually in our lives to your real credit card, we might cancel this credit card, but then we'll get another one, then we'll spend overspend on that one, and, and it's kind of a vicious cycle. But with Jesus, he says, give me that card. I want that card. I want to rip it up. I don't want you to have that card anymore. But you have to turn to me. You have to ask for forgiveness. You have to realize that the desires of the flesh, which are so powerful, the desires of the flesh are so devastating. We have to turn away from that. That's where the devil wants us to go. He wants us. He knows that the desires of the flesh, whether it be a love of money, a love of uh, whatever the case might, you know, there are so many things on this planet that we can love that transcends over God. It's time to put God first and the things of this planet last because, you see, this is going to be destroyed. This is going to be all gone. It's not going to stick around. But God's love will stick around. God's love will always be there. God's forgiveness is there. Ask Him for forgiveness. Ask Him for help. He will help you. And be persistent. Don't expect to pray one day and expect all your problems to be cured the next day. I mean, it could happen, definitely. But God always says, be persistent, like the lady going to the judge, going to the judge day after day, asking for 
restitution for what happened to her. And finally the judge says, you know, you are so persistent. Fine. I will grant what you want. Persistence. God loves persistence. That means we pray. That means we love. That means we recognize our God, our maker, our redeemer, our ever-living savior. The weather is going to change quite abruptly here sometime this afternoon. It's going to get really cold outside. It's going to get really windy. It's going to get really yucky. And that kind of almost describes our life. You know, one time we're, we're great and wonderful, and sometimes in a flash of a minute, it changes. Our attitudes change. I talked about that last week, about our attitudes. We need to have our good attitudes and not allow the bad to override us. And yeah, the weather might turn bad, but you know what? It doesn't change anything. We're still going to be around. We're going to be in the home where it might turn up the heat instead of the air conditioner. But you know, South Dakota for you. God's love is always there for us as well. No matter what might happen in our lives, no matter what changes might reflect in our lives, God will continue to be there for us. Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you for everything you have given us in our lives. Thank you for the blessings. Thank you for sending your son into our lives to to be that great teacher. Oh, Lord God, we can't thank you and love you enough. Teach us to love ourselves so that the love can just pour out of us like a pitcher of water being poured. It can be poured out upon people around us. Oh, that would be so great and wonderful, Lord. We want to be able to do that and uh, teach us to do that. And we will feel so much better because we know that you are on our side and you will be there for us and you will guide us. We want to give you all the glory and all the praise and uh, everything that you have given us, Lord. Be with us as we continue with another week here in our lives, continuing with the struggles that we have with the coronavirus that is uh, creeping around the corner. Never know where it's going to be at. The virus is there. It's not going to go away until, Lord, you give our scientists to open up their eyes so they can see what the vaccine has to be like and what it's going to do and how to cure people. In the meantime, we got to live with it and uh, Lord, give us the common sense and the knowledge to protect ourselves and those around us as well. Uh, That's why, Lord, you gave us common sense. We need to use it. And uh, so thank you, Lord, for everything. We pray this in your name. Amen. At this time, let us confess our Christian faith according to the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. At this time, we'll go ahead and gather the offering, and Juliana is going to come up and...
things for us just as I am. Because I promise I 